Hey, Michael. What? So do you like have a pun this week? Hmm. We're recording. I, come up. I, I have never I have never thought of that this week, but I could come up with one as fast as I could on, on the double. OK, so when we get to that part. You'll uh, you'll you'll do that. You're in charge of the pun this week. Did you, did you have one, Spencer? No. OK, OK. Well, God, I got this so much pressure. The people are going to want are waiting. So I gotta, I gotta uh, like have a Jimmy Neutron brain blast over here. Well, you know, don't have it while we're recording. Just think of it, and then uh, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Cool. Anyway, welcome to Soul of a Truck, a podcast about the band The Killers. The podcast where every single week, uh, Spencer and Michael Nance. Uh, apparently, I'm Spencer Nance this week. Uh, talk about <laughs> a single song by the band The Killers. Uh. I'm your host, Spencer Polio, and with me, as always, is Frankenberry himself, Michael Nance. Hello, it is I. You better eat my cereal or I'll well, scold you. What's uh, what's your favorite Halloween cereal? I'm curious. <sighs> That's tough. I, I mean, honestly, Frankenberry is pretty, pretty godly. Is Frankenberry the one that's all crunchies and no marshies? They all have marshies and crunchies. And oh. I appreciate you using the technical term here when we talk yeah. about cereal science. No, yeah, no, that's the only way. And I I have a strong preference for no marshies. I used to love marshies, but I don't know. The texture reminds me of styrofoam, and styrofoam <sighs> gives me goosebumps. I fucking love cereal with marshmallows. Mm. It's well, so good. I mean, it's straight candy, but. Yeah, no, definitely. Frankenberry is the strawberry flavor one. Yeah, no. Then there's Booberry is blueberry. Yeah, well, Frankenberry is objectively the better one, just for the record. But it's true. Honestly, Booberry, Booberry can be kind of whack. It's not my fave, but it's it's I would do Frankenberry, then Count Chocula, then Booberry in terms of Halloween cereals. I don't know if, you know, these new Zoomers have got even cooler monster cereals now. You know what yeah. I mean? No, there's like, this there's this probably werewolf, like there's this probably based crunch. on more recent and um more recent and contemporary uh, uh horror fiction. So they probably have uh and I'm being forced to make a breakfast cereal pun on the fly here, so bear with me. Uh Edward Edward Crunchlin the fuck is that edward crunchlin edward cullen from fucking from edward fucking twilight cullen? that was yeah, from, it spencer from twilight you yeah had to go with? oh yeah. my god because he's a vampire he's he could be the the contemporary <laughs> halloween cereal man edward crunchlin fuck you man come on <laughs> <laughs> what's your fucking big one fucking smart ass smart ass i saw i said sausted flakes Sausted flakes. That's terrible. Although so much, it's so much better than. Although Jigsaw Crunch sounds like kind of a breakfast cereal. Yeah, see, there we go. And on the back, it says, "Do you want to play a game?" And Mm. like a single piece of the cereal is poison, and you got to figure out which one it is. That cereal would sell like hotcakes. I mean, it's not actually poison. It's like it's like like a like they're all marshmallows, but one of them is just like salty as fuck. 
<laughs> Some people would get really be titillated by that salty crispy. I mean, I'd kind of be into it, to be honest with you. It's like well, salty yeah. and sweet, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Gross. That wasn't actually meant to be dirty. I mean, yeah. salty and sweet is that's why people like pineapple on people on pizza, bro. Pineapple on people. I'll be over here. It's a different podcast. Pineapple um, on people. Yeah. See, the 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 plot twist is I have no say in the pineapple on pizza debate because I am allergic to pineapple. Fun fact. Oh, yeah, I think I knew this about you. That I've, sucks, Spencer. Pineapple's delicious. I've probably mentioned it on the pod, to be honest with you. You probably have. However, I'm re-saying it. The point is, I'm just saying, if you, the listener, have any really good ideas for contemporary horror-based breakfast cereal characters, you know... Post them to our Twitter at Soul of a Truck Pod and uh, let us know what kind of silly, dumb shit the kids are into these days. What? Are you? Sometimes I wonder, Spencer, if you're just if a I'm... little buzzed or like there's like a gas leak in your house. No, this is just the stupid <laughs> shit I think of. Or, <laughs> like I'm trying to I'm trying to like, you know increase the time between the beginning of the pod and the like real beginning of the pod <laughs> the real beginning of the pod anyway we yesterday really talk about the killers yeah so i posted on twitter yesterday that you know it's you know it's always weird that we keep post we keep recording on the birthdays of band members from the killers and then we oh, ended yeah. up and then we ended up not recording yesterday so uh, lied. i lied first off but also yesterday was mark stormer's birthday well, happy birthday, Mark. Thanks for all of the years of great bass. Yeah, he is uh, the ace of bass. I think I saw <sighs> I think I saw an article recently that ace of bass are all a bunch of Nazis. What? I, I, I don't believe that. But like that if sucks. they are, um, you know, I saw the sign. Wow. Wow. <laughs> uh. Uh, but but anyway, uh, so that that's something we should mention. Also, uh, on the Reddit, and I we have to talk about this because the first thing I saw when I went to the Reddit to get the pre-game, like the pre-pod Reddit threads, like the news Reddit threads, mm -hmm. uh, uh, our 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 arch nemesis. Oh, this is a great one. Yeah, Machopstone Cry did it again. He posted a bunch of off, uh, un unsourced fucking Dave and Ronnie quotes. <laughs> no, uh, Machops, don't cry. If you're listening, please source the things you're where are you getting this? Just yeah, tell us where you're getting listed. this. Here, it's, here's the thing that makes us more scrutinous. It's that it's tagged history. Yeah. So the, so the thread is called Dave and Ronnie's favorite anthems. And, and yeah. It's by Machopstone Cry, obviously. It says, Dave, we like anthems. We all have that in common. Ronnie, my favorite arena rock song of all time is The Stroke Brackets <laughs> by Billy Squire. It's got a lot of great rhythm to it. What's the key to writing good a good anthem? It has to have heart and soul. 
you've got to really believe in what you're saying and playing. We don't plan ahead and say this one's going to be a knock your stocks off big. It's just the layering thing with everybody putting in their two cents. You want to read? You want to be Dave, Michael? Okay. My favorite is Sunday Bloody Sunday. <laughs> Who the fuck is this? A fucking Dave British. <laughs> it's coming home, Spencer. That's all you need to worry about. Fuck yeah, Euro twenty twenty. It's coming home. One. It's it's not it's not coming home. Oh, contentious UK fans, feel for you since Spencer, your hate. Uh, uh, I'm on your bandwagon. It's coming home. Uh, Sandy, back me up on this. It's not coming home. <laughs> Sa- Sandy. Is, yeah, uh, I mean, I'm sure severely disappointed that Scotland did not make it into the round of 16. So. Well, at least you didn't get your shit kicked in like Wales. Yeah. Sorry, Welsh fans. <laughs> Jesus. Look, we're Americans, okay? You can dog on us all you want about soccer because we're the worst. This is soccer. This is like super topical and we're never going to get to the pod if we keep talking about it. But for the record, uh, I think England's going to make it to the final and then they're going to lose to one of like one of three teams on the other side of the bracket. But I think they'll make it to the final. Well, I'll I'll finish reading this quote by Dave. I'm sorry. Yeah, I sorry. We got we got British accent for Dave. I'll speak like I was. Dave I was. Oh boy. My favorite is Sunday Bloody Sunday by you two. It's really accessible, and you can't help yourself. You just end up singing it. It's the best feeling in the world when someone's singing your song, when thousands of people are going, "Yes, you know what we're talking about." We feel ya. We've had a good and, ba- and band times. Like, that's not from an article. We've that's, had good and band times. That's a, yeah, whoever whoever wrote this, <coughs> that copy editor can, uh, I hope they got fired. That voice made me cough. It was a tough yeah. one. We've had good and band times on tour, but that hour on stage is the best feeling in the world. <laughs> Source, none, because fucking Machops Don't Cry is making this up. And no one is questioning it. Right. Like, that's why there's a typo in it. Yeah, this is all made up. It's not real. All right. Machops don't cry. You want to you want to get your reputation back? Source your shit. Because I don't believe you. Right. I mean, I don't believe you. (laughs) I'm going to laugh my ass off if Ronnie's favorite arena rock song is really the stroke by Billy Squire. I, I don't even know that song. What? Okay, we're putting this in the watch together for everybody's education here at the beginning of the pod. Okay, sorry. No, I'm going to edit that out. Don't worry. No one will hear will hear that. Before I put well, actually, before I put this uh, stroke in here, because we got to educate Spencer on the song. I feel like you've definitely heard this song. It's been in so much media. Yeah, I mean, um, I don't know music. I, so it was in the it. It, they put it in that like mini series that was on the History Channel a long time ago. You remember that? Oh yeah. What 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 happened? Where who's that? What's that about? It was about that kid. Those two kids, right? They were like both prodigies, and one was like uh, the son of like a men's formal wear emporium, and then the other one was the like champion of Dig Dug's uh, daughter. And they had like this huge 
like chess match. It was just supposed to be a battle of wits. And that, you know, that was called, what was that called? Do you remember? Uh, it was called Ch- Chessy versus Ferguson. <laughs> I, I I choked. I panicked. I didn't want to. Okay. I didn't want to say the song title, but I also wanted to say something dumb. Also, you broke my brain because you said they were siblings, and then you said that they were somehow their their father was a like one of them was the son of a tie manufacturer or a yes. formal wear, and the other was like the daughter of. What was it? The, the champion of Dig Dug. The, the champion, champion of, of Dig, Dig Dug. Dug. But does that mean that the former wear guy and the champion of Dig Dug were married? Because you said they were siblings. And yes. So, and so they, but they they were it was uh, it was, was contentious. Like, Spencer, was like, we don't want to get into the family drama. There was like a contentious divorce, and uh, anyway, so and then yeah. you end up with Tyson versus Douglas. Yeah, that one. Tyson versus Douglas. <laughs> Here we are. Thanks, Machops. Don't cry for your fake article. Yeah, let's hear this. I think you should. I think you should skip to the for this one. When you cut into the song, you should skip to that, like the very beginning of that synth intro. Okay, that's fine. I'm I'm gonna do that. But for the record, I don't actually edit the song in. I just play what we hear there. So what I'm gonna do is what they're gonna hear is they're gonna hear the da da da, and that's it. <laughs> Like there's like three notes. <laughs> it's just gonna sound very spastic, and then we're just talking again. Uh, for the record, because I'm not editing any of this out. What if you would? What we originally did is we played like 30 seconds of the song, but what you, the audience, heard was like four notes. So uh, this is all my 30 seconds. of This song is just like some. It's it's the, like a it's like, the fucking news like a, clip. It's, yeah, it's the yeah. news clip of Tyson versus or the Douglas. live announce. But it sounds really far away. Yeah. There's a speaking of announcers, and this is the last we're going to talk about soccer. But because the Copa America is on Fox Sports, um, there's this I don't know the guy's name, but there's a guy who has gone on record like one of the announcers who's gone on record that he wants to bring like the same kind of uh, energy of like Spanish language soccer match announcers to English speaking matches. And so he does like all the shtick things like he does the goal and all that. And so the best thing about watching the Copa America, which is also going on right now, is every so often you'll have a game with that guy and you're just like, oh, I want to listen to him do everything. <laughs> You're welcome. So you just fell in love with this announcer, huh? Yeah, but I don't even know his fucking name, so you can tell I'm a big fan. <laughs> Spencer, you know, we appreciate your effort though. Yeah. And you know what you need to listen to right now? Uh what? The stroke. We're gonna listen to the stroke so you can be educated on this song. Okay, the stroke by uh Billy idol squire Squire. billy squire and this is uh the billy joel (laughs) guys this is all about tyson versus douglas billy talent billy eilish can you imagine if billy eilish covered this song billy d williams (laughs) 
Even better. Get Billy, Billy D on this. Billy Bob Thornton. Oh yeah, I've heard this song. Yeah, everybody's heard this song. I ran out of Billy's, so we can't play any more of it. Yeah, we're gonna get sued by Billy Squire too. Yeah, it would be really <laughs> it would it would be kind of sick if Billy Eilish covered this song though. It would sound completely different, like but just, I would like that. No, she just like whisper sing it the whole time, which would be sick. <laughs> That's how she sings. She sings like someone who's really timid on the microphone and like all the songs I've heard. I I don't know how the rest of her songs sound, but like. I feel like somewhere there's just a there's just a very frustrated producer screaming project. (laughs) I like this characterization of Billie Eilish. Hi, welcome to Spencer doesn't listen to modern pop music starring Spencer. Guest star Michael. Anyway, so how do you feel about the song Tyson versus Douglas, Michael? Song's pretty good, I think. It's one. It's a. It's a pretty good song from Dub Dub. Though, I personally feel like it's it's held back just a little bit, and I, it, it's hard to pinpoint what it is. But I I feel like it's the chorus that holds it back. Why did you show your rights? Oh, wait. Yeah, I, I forgot. OK, so I was talking about earlier how I thought this the chorus of the song was actually the chorus, not on pod, but like with Michael before we recorded. I thought that the chorus was the song was the chorus from the song Jilted Lovers and Broken Hearts. Um, Like they don't have the same key or anything, but I looked it up. That's not actually a killer song. That's just a Brandon song. And yes. so. I don't know. They, they're not the same song, but for some reason they have the same energy to me. Uh, we're not going to play that song on the pod. But for the record, if you get the chance, pause this episode right now. Go listen to that song and then come back and then tweet us at Soul of a Truck Pod. I'm just trying to get some engagement this week. You know, just anything. I'm very lonely. My, Michael, well, Michael is too. Yeah. I mean, not so much, but yes, I still love you. Uh, anyway, the point is, <laughs> go go listen to Jilted Lovers and Broken Hearts from Brandon Flowers' debut album, Flamingo, and tell me it doesn't have like the same energy, not the same plot or uh, lyrics or tempo or like anything. It just has the vibe feels similar. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, Michael. Always, <laughs> always had a count on you for fucking <laughs> d- fucking dashing commentary. You could do that. Yeah, and or... I and I would be disappointed. <laughs> um so 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 you you like the song, but the chorus is bad. That's what you said. I don't know if the chorus is necessarily bad. I just it doesn't add anything. So the way the song starts with like the ascending notes on the synth, which is I think sick. it's very cool. Yeah, very cool. And I it, it's a that is a vibe right there. That feels it just feels very positive, uplifting. Does it give you feels? It, yeah, it gives you feels, but. 
it's just also a nice t- like I don't know. It just sounds like a very. It, it also has a killer's personality to it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, because Brandon's great behind the synth. But then when the chorus occurs, it just because even the verses are kind of smooth. They're not that interesting, which I think is another thing about the the this song is just that the verses are just kind of like. Eh, and when we get to the lyrics, I feel like that will. I was a potato. Field. Somebody ate. <laughs> yeah. And it's just, yeah, I mean, and they I don't taste it delicious. Much. It was so great. I I really appreciate this potato version of the song. <laughs> but I, the chorus just there's a, it has a more, more staccato style with the lyrics and it just it doesn't it doesn't do it for me. They added some pepper, added some salt. Maybe some cream cheese. It was a. Ro- I don't. I don't know where I was going with this. Anyway. Oh, I thought you were gonna finish it, Spencer. I. It was I, like you got nothing, you tried to dunk and you landed on the rim. Yeah, I. I didn't know what <laughs> I, I could. I guess it wasn't my fault, but that doesn't really work. <laughs> I. I think I. I just picked the wrong word to rhyme with. You know, Im- yeah. improvisational musical comedian. I am not. Damn. Like, we were all counting on you, Spencer. Can you imagine if one day I was replaced randomly with Wayne Brady? That would be insane. I that, mean Would would you would you host a podcast with Wayne Brady as your other uh, as your co host? Hell yeah. Hell yeah, yeah, I would. Yeah, I would do. He seems like a seems like a nice guy. Also, he won. I think season two of The Masked Singer, which is awesome. How does that show work? Okay, so all the all the all these people who are like actors, <laughs> but they're not like they're usually like just bored famous people. Right. And it's literally just an anonymous singing competition where the people who vote on the show uh, vote. It's just the studio audience voting. So there's there's very little overhead, basically. And I don't think they're even competing for prizes. I think they just get like a trophy or something. But but the main conceit of the show is that they're all wearing like fucking mascot costumes. And thus, you don't know who's who. Oh, okay, I see. And like part of the fun of the game is trying to guess who's like all the people are. And then at the end, the winner is revealed after all the other winner, all the losers have been revealed. So they compete to stay anonymous the longest. And they do so by proving they're the best at singing. Well, that is interesting. I completely misread that show. I thought it was that people showed up and those mascot costumes like you talked about, because of course I've seen commercials for it. No, no, they're, they're all famous people like, right. No, I know not. I know it's famous people, celebrities and yeah, what have you yeah, athletes, like, all that kind of thing. Like T-Pain won the first season proving that he does not need auto tune because only people who don't know anything about music complain about auto tune. Ooh, Spencer's going after you this week. Watch out y'all. And, uh, and then, Wayne Do you Brady. watch The Mass Singer? I watched the first two seasons. I really like that show. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I have never seen it. I thought what they did was they just had like a celebrity guest panel. Just try and guess every time who was singing. No, no. Like it's 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 like a it's like a real thing. Well, well how about that? Basically. Anyway, we're getting off topic. <laughs> um, so uh Tyson, yeah. Douglas. We do do we have uh okay, what let's talk about Dave's new record, okay? Uh, no, we already did that. We uh, did? Did we? I thought I no. mentioned Oh, so Dave's Dave No uh, Dave just dropped a new record. Uh, we should do, do exclusive. Yeah, but we should do exclusive about it. Yeah. I yeah. love you, Dave. We'll do exclusive about your new record and we'll yeah. listen to it. Yeah, we'll make it so people have to pay money to listen to it. Yeah. To listen to our opinion. Do you like that, Dave? When we're capitalists. <laughs> <laughs> Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. curling our mustaches right now and counting our money bags. But anyway, yeah, no, I, I I like the song, but I feel like the the chorus kind of falls flat. And also, okay, so we're in um, agreement here. Well, more than that, I feel like I like the song way more when I first heard this record. But these, but these days, the song can kind of go fuck itself. I, I'm never gonna not gonna go out of my way to listen to it. This. It, it, the the chorus is very discordant, which is so weird because the verses and the intro, and most everything else, the even the like the musical bridge with the guitar solo are pretty chill. You know, they're yeah. pretty laid back, very positive. And then the chorus comes around, and it's kind of abrasive. And I don't really like the vocal effect they put on Brandon for this. Yeah, I, I mean, they just it, make him. It, it adds like a weird fake vocal fray. Yeah. They make so, them all big and boobly. Echo. Big and boobly. You heard me. Can you imagine if you had to be in the studio with Spencer and he was trying to explain what he wanted? Yeah, you. <laughs> it doesn't work. I promise you. So make my voice all big and boobly. And then make the guitars make like a chimer ranger sound. I mean, you're not using enough, uh, you know, onomatopoeias. To really be me there. I used your direct quote first. What What's another great Spencer, Jim? Like the, if you're like, you know, if the bass is going wobble, wobble. So, so there's this great video from uh, <laughs> many years ago. Uh, if I was a professional and good at my job, I would remember to have written down when this video was made. But mm. But it is uh, Brandon. I'm this is an amateur podcast. Don't question it anyway. So <laughs> it's so it's Brandon sitting in a quote unquote barber shop. Uh, I think he's rehearsing his like thank you speech for winning some award. And then uh, Mike Tyson is sitting there just talking mad shit. And uh, Ronnie and Mark are there, too. Here's the video. Oh, right. Dave is there. I think he's doing like and he's doing sign language translations, but I guess we won best international band and we're, we're really honored. Thank you to our fans. obviously. <laughs> also, Mike Tyson is reading Hunting Magazine. I know God's good, Mike. I know, but I watched it on MTV Awards and Soul Train Awards. I've always been good. 
Okay, we've just been taking some time off. and, and uh, Don't take too much time off, because I've realized I found out when artists take too much time off, the fans forget about them. That's why I always get to thank God. I hope the fans Mike. forget about them. All right. Mike Tyson. <laughs> we promise not to let you down on the next album. Um, you know, we're just going to keep doing President our thing. Bush didn't let us down either when we got those Iraqis that bombed the building. All right. <laughs> What, what the hell? Is this? What is this? Okay, so so to describe the scene, because th there was too much going on and I couldn't talk over it because because Mike Tyson speaks. I was like, transfixed. He, he speaks like he's got, you know, every marble in the entire universe inside of his mouth at once. Yeah, he's completely unintelligible. Uh, nothing wrong with that. Just we need to hear him. Uh, so anyway, so it's it's uh, Mike Tyson reading Hunting Magazine with the magazine way the fuck over his face. And then Brandon is sitting in like the barber's chair next to him. Uh, and Ronnie has got what appears to be a lint roller and he's just rolling it on Mike Tyson, Mike Tyson, like his little smock. Right. And uh, Mark is there and I think he's supposed to be the other barber. But he's not doing anything either barber related. He's just sweeping. And then you've got like a little window on the screen with Dave, Dave with Dave Cuning in it. And he starts out like doing like the I think he's just doing the alphabet in sign language like an ASL. But but then he just kind of gives up and he's just he just it's complete chaos. Look it up it's for bonkers. yourself. I, I don't wow. understand. What was this what, on? It was on an award show. Oh, okay. Because this is nuts. Uh, hold on. I found this from the Genius page, so I will tell you where this was from. Okay. So this is from the Enemy Awards. It's a skit from 2008. So apparently he's talking about What? Mike, Michael, why did you fucking send me a Weird Al tweet? <laughs> it popped up and I was just like, you know, who would appreciate this? Spencer, who I'm recording the podcast with. You, you, Michael just sent me Weird Al's tweet about things you find in a secondhand store. And it's a raspberry beignet. Do you get it? No. I'm stupid. Like the print, like the print song, Raspberry Beret. Oh, of course. Do you know the lyrics to Raspberry Beret, Spencer? I've never listened to Prince. I, I can name oh like. Oh my god! You've never heard Raspberry Beret. Come I can, on. I can, I can list two Prince songs. I, I don't listen okay. to music. This is this is where we really send the hate to Spencer. Okay. Oh my He's god! Never heard Raspberry Beret. This music <sighs> video is fucking bonkers, and so is. But this song is great. It's a classic. Spencer, listen to Prince. He's great. I know he's great. I just, I never listen to Prince. You know what, Spencer? We're fighting next time I see you. That's fair. I'll let you win. One, two, <laughs> Thanks, Spencer. One, two, Look at this fucking shit. This is awesome. I mean, it is. 
you need that suit for sure. Prince, Prince is wearing a, a light blue onesie with an ascot and the onesie has clouds on it. That effect right there. Look at the drummer. Or it's like it's like an open chest romper, maybe. <laughs> this is the most insane branch off yet. Just for how long that intro is for that video. You know, you know what the I don't know why, but the production value of this video, because of all the people in it and the weird costumes, all I can think of is the movie Caligula for some reason. Uh, <laughs> I don't know Creepy. why. Spencer is just horny. He's just a perma coomer at all times. I mean, if you've seen that movie, that movie is not. I mean, it's pornographic, but you're you're never going to watch that movie and go, oh, yeah, it's fapping time. <laughs> like that is that is possibly the least boner inducing like sex film I've ever seen in my life. And I own mm. the unrated director's cut DVD of it because I like bad movies. Wow. What an incredible movie. I mean, incredibly, it's incredibly bad, but. It's also way too long, like the director's cut. What? It's like three hours. Way too long. Yeah, I I had a party where my friends and I all watched it. We uh, we made barbecue. Uh, I made pulled pork because porking. Wow. Wow. Look, look, you want you want good puns? Go somewhere else. We should talk. (laughs) We should talk about the song. All right. Is there okay? Let me just say this before we start the Reddit threads. Is Tyson versus Douglas the most underrated killer song? Uh, not according to Reddit. <gasps> First thread is from. Oh. We, we, we're going to Reddit. I'm, I'm lightning round. Okay. Okay. Tyson versus Douglas is this first thread. It's by user Witch Doctor, and it appears to be a video of two cats. Let's watch. Yeah. It. All right. Three, two, it. one, go. Go. All right, the cat puts his paw on the other cat's head, <laughs> and then the second cat just goes off fucking fighting. Wow. And the song plays in the background, and then the other cat's just like, meow. It's like the lazy, it's like a total cat fight. It's very lazy. Yeah, they're, they're basically just like being dumb. Ah, funny cat video. That was the top th- thread, top comment. Next. Oh, hold on. Pizza Kononononononona says, love this song. I wanted a Vegas boxing theme video for the song when it came out, but I love this kittens. Yeah, we really this would have been a great song for young killers. So we could have gotten a, a boxing video where like Brandon's in the ring, but the boys are like his his crew that, you know. Doctors, his cuts and bruises between rounds and get yeah. some water. Yeah. Okay. Second Reddit thread. It's called Tyson versus Douglas greater than run for cover. Mm. All right. This is from Jojo, the taker. The thread says between the two bangers at the center of dub dub, I prefer TVD more emotional, better hook and melody. IMO. Wow. 
<laughs> but then there's a poll and run for cover one handily, 165 to 93. So, yeah, yeah. So uh, the Reddit does not agree. According to Reddit, um, Jojo the Taker, wrong. Most controversial. <laughs> I agree. I agree with uh, the Reddit here. Yeah, run for cover is um, a pretty decent song. Yeah. Honestly, we've done both of those songs and I like run for cover more, but at the same time, uh, actually, you know, here, controversial. Machop Stone Cry has a pretty good opinion here. Tyson vs. Douglas never lifts off. It had so much potential, but it just falls flat, IMO. Hard agree. The chorus especially heavily reminds me of Caution, whereby it never gets going. Wrong. Uh, it's like they weren't brave enough to let it all out. I like Caution. So Machop Stone Cry, you almost were right, but then you were wrong. Yeah, because I like Caution. Yeah, Caution fucking slaps. Caution is also better than Tyson versus Douglas. Hard agree. Third Reddit thread is from user Andy Birch, who says, Andy Birch. What was your personal Tyson versus Douglas moment? Okay, so. Oh, sorry. Read the whole thing. My bad. Thought the whole story behind this song and the notion of seeing one's hero slip, leaving you vulnerable, was interesting. I'm sure we can all relate to this somehow. So what was your personal moment of seeing a hero fall or otherwise leaving you open to how cruel the world can be sometimes? So, Michael, do you, have an, do you have an answer Go for ahead. this? Do you have an answer my, for this? my Tyson versus Douglas moment? <sighs> seeing my hero slip? Yeah. Jeez. So so I actually don't agree with the notion of uh, what a Tyson versus Douglas moment is, because the fight in question was in 1990 and Brandon was like, what was he like? Five, nine or ten. Mm-hmm. No. he. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He was in nine. So he was a kid. Yeah. So and I think the uh, lyrics thing, because I actually read them this time was, uh, you know, the 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 discussion in the genius lyrics, which we haven't gotten to yet, basically say he was probably too young to fully appreciate this. But on the other hand, in the song, he talks about how he was like crying and shit. So who the fuck knows? But do you have like a do you have one of those moments there, Michael? Uh, A real Tyson versus Douglas moment or yeah. what Andy Birch has described? Uh, Either or. The only thing I can know, I can't think of a Tyson versus Douglas moment in my life where I also agree that if you had a Tyson versus Douglas moment, it would be like beating somebody you had no business beating or like really upsetting somebody in some sort of competitive aspect. Yeah, but it's like uh, when I saw what was it like the 2000, I want to say six World Cup, the one that Italy won. Yes, 2006. Yeah, so I watched that final and everyone thought the Fran- that France was going to win, but I was for Italy. So this isn't really a good moment. But if like I was a France fan, that would be a big Tyson versus Douglas moment. That's true. You know, so that's uh, and you could actually do the same chorus, you know, when I saw because fucking Zidane headbutted that guy. It's a very soccery <laughs> episode, isn't it? Yeah, it's just a soccer podcast now. Yeah, this is euros are happening, guys. I'm going to be obsessed. If uh, if the podcast lasts through the World Cup, you're going to hear this even more next year. 
But anyway, yeah. So that's how I feel. Then there's an imager that Spencer linked. And it is a woman it's like crying. An, like it's an like emoji a, woman, like the Snapchat. Yeah. Little characters. I think this is Snapchat. See how closing your eyes doesn't stop tears? And then, and, and then, then, and an, then, like one of those cartoon, like on one of them, extendo, extendo gloves. gloves, yeah. And it like slaps the woman in the face, and then, and it says Mike Tyson. This is a really shit episode, don't you? Think? I don't even understand. Where did you get this imager? I, I, it was on the Reddit. I just uh, didn't link the Reddit thread. Wow, incredible. That's some top tier comedy, people. That's some real eye funny stuff. Yeah, we're we're not even gonna link. It. I'm not gonna link it anywhere. <laughs> if you want, if you want to see it, you're gonna have to get access to the to the to the the Google Doc, which is on the Patreon. I don't I don't want to even like show this to anyone. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, anyway, Spencer made that himself, and he's just like yeah. salty over there. Yeah, I'm just mad. Anyway, so you want <laughs> you want to do the lyrics, Michael? Yeah, show me them lyrics, baby. All right, what do you want to do? You should you should read the comments because I don't want to read the comments. Okay, uh, Tyson versus Douglas explores the fall of heroes through heavyweight champion Mike Tyson's first career loss against Buster Douglas in 1990. Singer Brandon Flowers draws upon his own experience as a child seeing Tyson's defeat, as explained in a BBC in a BBC interview. Mike Tyson was perfect to me. He created such excitement around the world, but he lived in Las Vegas and he got my dad excited. He got my uncles excited. So Ooh. that made me want to be excited about it. Then Tyson got knocked out and my whole world, a whole view on the world changed. It wasn't supposed to happen. In the same interview, Flowers clarifies the bridge's link to his own children and the way that they see him. I have a son who's the same age as I was when the Tyson fight happened. He explains, and to him and his two little brothers, I'm as perfect as Mike Tyson, and I don't want to go down. What have the artists said about this song? And uh, do you want me to read that? I'll read it. Uh, yeah, I'm not I'm not going to read it in the Brandon voice, though. Don't. Anyway, uh, my paradigm shifted when he he was knocked out. He was one of my heroes. I saw that he wasn't impenetrable. He wasn't impregnable. He wasn't iron. He was a man and he was fallible. His personal life, things went out of control after that. I think a lot of people go through those experiences, whether it's their dad or their heroes, musical heroes, could be sports heroes, whoever you're looking up to and seeing them go down like that. It was interesting and fun for me to kind of rip it apart and dissect it. It helped me in the end to go through that process. Brandon Flowers talking about the song to you uh, to Universal Music. And uh, Brandon has met Mike Tyson. They did the enemy skit, which we've already looked at. So. What I'm hearing from this, like what I'm reading from those descriptions, that this song's about Tana. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's a it's about murder for some reason. Yeah. So here. When she left him in New York. Okay, so verse one. Looking out the window, out on the street. I don't know what happened. I'm out on my feet. I hear my mother calling my name. I still come running, but it ain't the same. 
Flowers was a kid when the greatest upset of sports history occurred and Tyson went down. He wasn't likely aware of the meaning, but he remembers the reaction of the adults in his life. Being from Las Vegas, I imagine many adults in his life suffered a huge gambling loss that changed their lives forever. Flowers' life was probably changed as a result. Pre-chorus one. You can change the channel, take the phone off the hook, avoid the headlines, but you'll never grow up, baby, if you don't look. I was looking up the greatest sports upset in history, by the way, if you were wondering what all that clicking and typing was. What uh, what else is listed on there? Uh, so it's uh, New York Jets versus Baltimore in 1969. Okay, Super Bowl three. All right. Uh, 1980 USA four USSR three. Okay, the miracle. Uh, I'm gonna see if you know all these now. Uh, North Carolina State versus Houston. 1983. Uh, was that in basketball? Yes. Okay. Yep. I that, I don't know if that has a nickname. Uh, Villanova versus Georgetown, nineteen eighty five. Okay, that was definitely college basketball. Yeah. Uh, Tyson v. Douglas, nineteen ninety. Okay. Yep. Tyson uh, v. Douglas. Uh, Denver Nuggets uh, advance past Seattle SuperSonics in the NBA playoffs in ninety four. Wow, that's really considered a great. Okay. Hey man, don't look at me. Uh. Rulon Gardner Olympic gold over Alexander Karelin. I don't know. It's 2000. Now that I don't know. I don't know that one. Uh, Greece wins Euro 2004. Back to soccer. Oh, okay. Now that that's big. They beat uh, France, actually. Wow. One nil. Good work. Oh, Man, no, the they beat. Uh, they actually beat Portugal in the final. Because Cristiano Ronaldo, uh, Appalachian right. State versus Michigan, oh, 2007. I, I watching that game, that was nuts. Uh, 2008. Okay, we're done here. I don't want to read all these. Uh, all right. Yeah, but the, 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 you knew a lot of them there. That was it. Right. Uh, did you read the pre-chorus ever? Yeah, we said, baby, if you don't look, read the thing. Oh, okay. I got to read the annotation. My bad. Although it is hard to see your heroes fall, it's important to realize that everyone is human. And not everyone is dancer. This could also be interpreted as Tyson's perspective. He needs to use the loss to improve upon mistakes and treat it as a lesson in humility. The actual first line up there is everyone is human and makes mistakes. I I, I made that up to be dumb. It was funny, though. Uh, Chorus. (laughs) When I saw him go down, felt like somebody lied. Spencer has... um, made comments about this uh possibly being homoerotic and uh no i haven't (laughs) i i appreciate your art spencer tyson's 1990 fight against douglas was touted as an easy win at the time tyson was undefeated and the match's result was a legendary upset in a bbc interview brandon described his reaction as an eight-year-old boy and we we've read that and we already read this quote uh and that's for this is such a weird setup. So all right. the lines of the chorus, except for the following one, are part of that annotation. Right. <laughs> Very weird. OK, so so let me get to this. I had to hold my breath till the coast was clear. Flowers had to hold back the tears until nobody was around him after Tyson's defeat. 
The idea of this unstoppable character and role model like Mike Tyson being defeated would certainly affect a young child. Right. And then the rest of this is part of the previous annotation. Right. Very strange. When I saw him go down, felt like somebody lied. I had to close my eyes just to stop the tears. Verse two. You're used to winning. How did it feel? This indicates the main theme of the song, Flowers reflecting on such an integral part of his childhood, seeing his hero fall, thus making him feel scared to, be, to fail in front of his kids. He knows he bears the title of being his kid's hero, and kids often feel their fathers are invincible, so he doesn't want them to feel how he feels if he does fail. As quoted in Spin Magazine, Flowers says that the pulsating Tyson versus Douglas is about fallen heroes and how he hopes his three sons Ammon, nine, Gunner, seven, and Henry, six, never see me go down like Mike Tyson in his shocking 1990 defeat to Buster Douglas. Would you name one of your kids Gunner? Be honest. No, absolutely not. How do you feel about the name Gunner in general? Neutral. I don't hate it. I don't love it. It's just. Not for me. For, for legal reasons, that is Michael's official opinion. Yes. Could you hear the screaming? It was unreal. Oh, I didn't realize. <laughs> I was like, what? Former HBO president Ross Greenberg described the screaming in the audience. Oh, that's I good. <laughs> I remember in the sixth round, I had to scream at everybody to calm down because everyone was out of control. The production crew were the only ones making a lot of noise through the headsets. I had to tell everyone to stay in control and focus because everyone was losing their focus. It wasn't about Tyson getting beat. It was about knowing you were watching history. There's a link to an article here, which I'm going to click. But uh, if it doesn't have a it 404, sounds like a great article. What did they pay you? What did it cost? How long did it take you to know that you lost? There's a big motherfucking annotation here. Uh, yeah, this is a novel here. So here, I'll read the first part and then I want you to read the uh, the quote. OK, OK. All right. Brandon wonders if the loss was due to Tyson accepting a bribe and throwing the match, hence referencing the cost of the bribe money. I, I don't think that's what it was. I always thought it was. Don't you don't you still get money if you lose a big boxing match? You just get like less. Yes. Yeah, that's always how I interpret it. I never usually thought of it. It's usually it's probably also negotiated that you get a cut of like the pay per views and like the advertising. Exactly. Like they, you, that's that's not. He's not talking about a bribe, fucko. Oh, right. anyway, overconfident due to his historic winning streak, Tyson had greatly underprepared for the match. A new trainer, Don King, encouraged Tyson to party rather than train or fight. As a result, his personal and professional life were spinning out of control, leading up to the big match. From the moment Don King gained control, he was avidly encouraging Mike to go his own way and not behave within the rules and procedures that had been set up for him by the white leaders of his inner circle prior to King. <laughs> the white leaders? interesting okay part of what king was selling was i'm a black man you're a black man this is a black thing you're 21 years old you should be able to do whatever it is you want to do chase the women you want to chase buy the cars you want to buy go to the clubs you want to go to have the fun you want to have tyson's personal life had disintegrated 
The mayhem with Robin Givens, the cars being driven off the road. He'd had a really tough batch. His life was spinning out of control. There were rumors of him partying for weeks before the Douglas fight. Rumors of women visiting him nightly in his hotel. On the other hand, Buster Douglas was motivated to beat Dyson following the death of his mother 23 days prior, something many believed guaranteed him defeat. Wow. That's an interesting tale, eh, Michael? So, Carece. What? What the fuck did you just fucking say? I just said it was so crazy. Oh, I was like, was that even English? It was. It was. I promise. So crazy. Okay. Pre-chorus two. You can hit the showers, fill the place up with steam, close the, the curtains. the Brandon lyrics in the song. But when you woke up, man, it wasn't no dream. I fucking love that lyric, man. This, is, this, this whole pre-chorus is the most Brandon lyrics in the whole song. And there's no fucking annotation. Fuck right. you, Genius.com. I want to make my own annotation. Sometimes you go into the shower to send yourself into a fever dream. You may pass out for several hours due to the steam, but then when you wake up, you realize that you were in the shower all along. That was a garbage annotation. Anyway, like, chorus, it's the same, but there's a different one for the uh, I had to hold my breath till the coast was clear. So, no, it's not. It's the same fucking thing. You just didn't highlight it the same way. OK, so, yeah, chorus again. Anyway, bridge looking out the window out on the street. My boy and his mother. And I think of he really is fucking talking about Tana. Uh huh. This song really you, you are you are fucking dead on, bro. <laughs> I didn't realize he was. I thought this was just him saying saying the chorus, but it's my boy and his mother, and I think of me feeling the slip again. Don't want to fall. This is very similar to the lyric in "Read My Mind." Slipping in my faith until I fall, perhaps purposely. Oh, terrible annotation. Uh, you said it was nothing, but maybe you're wrong. Although undefeated athletes losing a match may very well be inconsequential in the grand scheme of life, it may mean much more to the athlete and their fans. This is especially true of younger fans, such as Brandon Flowers, who was eight years old when Mike Tyson lost his first match. And then it's the chorus again. OK, so, yeah, this song's actually about Tana and uh, you're wrong. Everybody's uh, wrong. He's it, just like except for Michael. Michael was right. Away. There you go. I Michael was right. was right. Michael, the rightest of them all. Song it was, is it's a metaphor for Tana. Right. He doesn't want to go down in front of his kids, <laughs> so he's got to fight Tana. FBI. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you. I'm so mad. <laughs> there are live versions of this song? Yes. Yes, there are. Hit me with them. Okay, so this is from uh, Colm in the live music hall something something. It's from 2017. Here. Jake Blanton. On bass. Definitely not Mark. Yep. Oh, Mark never toured with them during this. Looks like this is the first song. Maybe. But you will. What if 
Did you just say you won't know this, but you, you will? You don't know this yet, but you will. Ooh. Brandon's not playing the keys, though. And it does kind of look like Mark's there in the back, but maybe that's just somebody else who just looks like Mark's silhouette. No, that's uh, one of the many other members of the backing band. But that's definitely Ronnie. Oh, yeah. was good such such a weird song i I really like that performance over this next one which i think the chorus really kind of sucks in so we're gonna we're gonna (laughs) let's see this this is the this is from uh billy kasim ben ben pronounced kasim festival in 2018 yeah so we're gonna skip like maybe a minute in So yeah, I, I I usually really like the backing the the backing singers, but they kind of don't work in this song. Yeah, they're too smooth. Yeah, they, they, it doesn't fit. This this is such just such a discordant. Yeah, it needs Brandon chorus. just fucking belt out the chorus. Here's what they really need: we need Ronnie screaming in the background <laughs> while he's drumming. He that would be so hard. The drums seem so fast for the song. And he's just screaming while playing the drums. Hold on, hold on. I'll do my best impression of Ronnie screaming during the chorus. So let's back up. I'm gonna I'm gonna walk across the room and just okay. uh, like make a noise, like an ah. Okay. Right, here we go. Oh, hold on. We gotta go back even more. One more. There they go. All right. All right. I don't hear Spencer at all, everybody. Yeah, probably didn't get picked up on a the Discord call, but uh, I can't wait to hear that one. How that one turns out, because on my end it sounded like just silence. Oh well, I'd, I'm looking at the the thingy, and it definitely got picked up on the timeline. So, I wonder if your roommate is scared now. Nah, he he. he 
I don't know where he is. His car's not in the driveway, but I think his car's just getting worked on right now. I don't know. I don't know what's going on anymore. Maybe he's at uh, the gambling hall. Yeah. Gambling on boxing. Gambling on boxing. Covers. Covers. Somebody did a cover. There's only one cover. Wow. There's there's five covers and we got to do an ad. Oh, there's five covers. My bad. It's because there was like a spacing thing yeah, going on. Yeah, there's there's six covers, but uh, we got to do an ad first. So uh, if you want to if you if you want to find out who gives us money every week, feel free to stick around for the next 40 to 50 seconds. So covers. Covers. So the first one is this Reddit thread. And uh, we're going to have to like sync this one up. So. So you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Three. Oh, hold on. Let me let me hit the play button and then pause it. Okay, cool. All right. I'm going to go three, two, one, and then go. And on go, we both click the go go button. <laughs> okay. Three, two, one, go. So this is user passion wasted. And I didn't actually turn the volume on. So there you go now. That was great. I paused it. I stopped it. We've lost Michael, everybody. It's fine. You haven't lost me. I couldn't hear you. Oh, sorry. I didn't realize you were talking to me. This I had the volume turned up too loud. So and then I heard you say we no. It, that was a nice cover. That was okay. Um, I can't wait to hear it in a video game or see it in a video game commercial soon. It'll just be slower and have more reverb. What's your favorite uh, slowed and reverb version of a song that was put in a in a commercial for a video game? Mm -hmm. Oh, I gotta play Mad Respects to the OG uh, Mad World from Gears of War Two. Yeah, but like the original version of that song wasn't exactly a fucking high speed bangerama. <laughs> Mad, but it was still very different from the Mad World piano version. That's super sad. This is true, but. I stand by what I said. That guy that sings that song has a voice like the dude who sings your you're beautiful. It sounds like he's just about to cry all the time. James Blunt. James Blunt. That's it. How the fuck do I know that? But I don't know any fucking Prince songs. Can we just. <sighs> all right. You know, James Blunt, but you don't know any Prince songs. Guys, if you see a Spencer, feel free to just like just, just beat me up. I, I, yeah. I probably deserve it. Rough him up. If you see a hill, push him down it. Yeah. Take his shoes. Don't take my shoes. I yeah, take Spencer's shoes. Please. Shoes shoes are not cheap. Do not take my shoes. <laughs> if anyone takes Spencer's shoes and mails them to me, I will send you an official pod medallion. Mike Michael, I know where you live. I'll just <laughs> I'll just go pick up my shoes. 
<laughs> they belong to Yoshi now. What are you gonna what what are you even gonna make the medallion out of? Um gold? I have a lot I have a lot of it. You just have gold sitting around? Yeah, liquid, actually. Can my house is a furnace. It's burning up in here. Uh, okay, so next up we've got from the <laughs> channel Yuna Kim. It's this is kind of a sick instrumental. Uh, so it's Arturia Keystep 37 machine micro Mark three cover of the Killers Tyson versus Douglas. Michael, I want you to, without looking at the lyrics, try to sing the lyrics as best you can remember. Okay. During this video. It's it's literally just pictures of instruments playing the song. Yeah, um, it's just somebody playing it, and there's like a MacBook. Yeah, the quintessential MacBook. Yeah. See, this is the intro. This is a long intro. Yeah, it's like almost a full minute, which is why I skipped it in the second video. They take the phone off the hook Look at the headlines, baby But you never grow up, baby, if you don't look When I saw him go down Felt like somebody lied I had to eat Oreos Out to the coast was clear I couldn't remember that lyric I had to eat like Oreos. My meat, chicken, fried. I had to eat Oreos till the coast was clear. <laughs> Songs are just about hiding food from your family so they don't know why you're gaining weight. I was so hungry. I had to <laughs> eat. <laughs> but it didn't make sense. I just eaten. This is this. Cut back. Oh, you, you, you know, I say this all the time, but this might be our worst episode. It, it's it's up there. <laughs> Some of the worst. It's like, OK, OK, OK. So this is a user. Neil Sweet. What, what did you think of that cover, by the way? That was nice. That person did a really good job. Yeah. Of, the, of doing a cover. Way to go, Yuna Kim. I really like people remixing songs on them little but big button light up. I don't know what they're called devices. Them sampley boys. I think those are the coolest instruments. Uh, okay. So next up we've got. Not this video. Sorry. I copy pasted the wrong link. This video. Neil Sweetland's Tyson versus Douglas band hub cover of Tyson versus Douglas. Okay, another person who's playing all the instruments. Yeah, but it's all on little screeny boys. Let's see if he sings. I'm going to cut to further down.
No. No. No singing. Not no for singing. this dude. No singing. No watch. That was really good, but no singing. Thanks, Neil. Thanks, Neil. You're great. Okay, so this is a guy actually singing. So this is uh, the channel Alan Kirk 555. Okay. And the video is called Kirk Allen Tyson vs. Douglas, the killer's cover. And it's Gerwig, but I think it's Gerwip. He's playing the piano. It's a like a young man with a shirt that's with a hat that says NY on it, which I assume stands for New Year's. Everybody just loves New Year's. Also, he put the camera directly onto his keyboard, so it's like fucking vibrating. So it's like he's right. playing in an earthquake. This is sick. <laughs> All right, skip to skip to the ahead. Give me some chorus. Maybe he's almost there. Kirk Allen, there's so much passion here. This is this is my favorite. This is my new favorite video. We'll add it to your faves. Just, just Alan Kirk five five five. Just, just the fucking, just. Oh, I love, I love that. Like the entire screen is just fucking shaking. Yeah, because it's right on his keyboard. Uh, Room is completely white. Yeah, there's, wearing there's, the New Year's hat. Yeah, there's nothing to talk about about the guy, but like it's just, oh, it's so fun. I love it. Eleven out of ten. Nothing is going to top that. But here's two bands performing the song. So first off, and we're going to skip ahead in this one. So this is okay. God, this has such a long like title and everything. OK, so the band is called Mr. Brightside. Oh, OK, the channel is Mr. Brightside, 100 percent the killer's tribute show. And the video is called Tyson versus Douglas. The Killers by Mr. Brightside tribute live at home. Got all that? Got it. Cool. Hitting the button. All right. Skip ahead for us. All right. Well, give me a give me like a, a fraction. You want a fraction? Give me a fraction. Uh, three fifths. Uh, <laughs> All right. Oh, there's footage of the fight.
This is actually kind of dope. Nice cover, lads. I agree. That was excellent. We got one more. One more, baby. I seem to recall one of the members of this band is like weirdly old. Anyway, so this is uh, the channel Randy Wilson, and the video is called McAllister Tyson vs. Douglas, the killer's cover live at Double Wide Dallas, Texas. No, okay. not weirdly old, but but I can't tell if the lead singer has gray hair or blonde hair. It's blonde hair. But he's got like the he's got like the Karen haircut. He looks like the lead singer of Switchfoot. I thought you hated Switchfoot. Uh, I don't hate Switchfoot. Oh. But why? I mean, I know. Why would it matter if I liked or hated Switchfoot if I know who the lead singer looks like? Well, like, how many lead singers of bands that you hate do you know what they look like? A lot. Fair enough. <laughs> that way I know who to avoid. But, like, if you meet them on the street? Yeah. Uh,. Drummer, by the way, is my favorite of this. Although the, the drumming in this like reminds me it, it's very block party drumming. That like, was like it's McAllister. It's, it's thumpy, but it's also got like a lot of them them like rolls. Yeah. You're right, Spencer. <sighs> I don't know, Michael. <laughs> all right, in the immortal words of Shakespeare, they can't all be winners. That's true. But you know what? That last cover was a winner. It was great. Thanks, McAllister. That was the last cover? That was the last cover. Wow, we've done it, y'all. Well, Michael, before we're, we can a confidently say we've done it, Michael, what are your final thoughts on the song Tyson versus Douglas by the band The Killers? Uh, I like this song. I begrudgingly agree with Machops Don't Cry. I feel like the song never really takes off, even though the chorus, I think, is intended to be very, like, soaring and really have a lot more energy. The Just the way the, the, way the chorus is delivered, I feel like, takes a lot of the punch out of the song for me. Because before that, with the synth intro and everything, I dig that part. But... I like the I like what Brandon was writing about here. I think it's kind of cool, you know, classic killers type shit. Yeah. So, you know, I overall, I think it's a good song. Hard agree. Uh, it used to be. I think the live version used to be better. And uh, I don't think it's as good anymore. That's uh, that's my final thought on this song. So well, thank you, Spencer. Yeah. So with that in mind, if you've made it all the way to the end of this episode, uh, thank you so much for listening, as always. 
If you uh, want to support the pod financially, you can do so directly through Anchor. Uh, just uh, go to anchor.fm slash soul of a truck pod, I believe is the link and find the support button. I don't know where that is because I don't have that version of Anchor. Uh, however, if you want to get access to exclusive content, including the episode notes for every single episode of the pod, definitely follow us on Patreon. That's patreon.com slash soul of a truck, a killer's podcast. And if you just like listening to me be funny or reading me be funny, follow us on Twitter. That's at soul of a truck pod. And if you like listening to Michael be funny with pictures, follow us on Instagram. That's instagram.com slash soul of a truck pod. As always, I've been Spencer Polly and with me as always has been Booberry himself, Michael Nance. Michael, say goodbye. As always. <laughs>